0: Bluchers fans, welcome to the worst New York Rangers podcast, the podcast about the NHL's least favorite team, the New York Rangers. Blue Shirts fans and hockey fans alike. I'm your host, Mike Breezy. Welcome back to the Bash Brothers. I'm here with my co-host, Nick. Nick, say hi.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy to be back. So, uh, what's been going on, man? Honestly, I can tell you with full heart of hearts, um, I don't do anything besides go to the gym, go to work, be a dad, and occasionally do this with you. So I can honestly say, with full conviction, not a damn thing is new up for me.
0: <laughs> um, that sounds really fucking boring, bro. That sounds like uh, a horrible life and I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Oh, oh wait, that's, that's my life. Fuck. That's
1: your life. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> Throw some video games in there and yeah. That's, uh,
1: that's literally that's... what I was doing right before we started. <laughs> I just started okay. playing GTA 5 again for like the first time in fucking forever. You get lost in it, man. You get lost in really it doing do. stupid
0: shit. You're not even doing missions. You're just fucking with people, you know. Like I'm just, just I'm literally doing around. hood
1: rat shit. I'm de- literally doing hood rat shit with a uh, stolen fire truck. So,
0: well, I think uh, I think it's time that we covered something very, very important here. Um, let's talk about the boy. Let's talk about Connor Bedard. What's going on, man? Because I mean, the NHL, right? Let let, let me break this down, right? Devil's advocate. I am not a Blackhawks fan. Okay, every, every, (laughs) everywhere (laughs) across every league on every station. If it's TNT, if it's ESPN, if it's fucking you know whatever the fuck it is, it's talking about Connor Bedard. Yep, the good stuff, right? The good stuff. They're talking, of course, right? But it's like you see in articles, like yeah, fucking Connor Bedard's (laughs) favorite sandwich is ham and cheese. Like, have you ever had a ham and cheese sandwich? Like, (laughs) yeah, the amazing is real. Yeah, the glazing
1: so glazing is real.
0: So let's let's talk about it. Is he living up to the hype? Is he is he overproducing? Is he underproducing? Is it too early to tell? Foreshadowing, I think, on that last Dude, one. But let's let's, yeah. let's 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 go.
1: Okay. So first things first, um obviously I absolutely love the fact that Connor Bedard is on the Blackhawks, right? I love that. I've been high on that kid ever since you know I was watching him play in juniors. So the fact that my my team gets him it's huge i love that here's my thing um, he's 18 years old there's no reason to have this monstrous kind of media circus with him okay so now you're at it you're you're just putting on so much pressure on him and there was one there was one game i think it was the boston game that like he had he had, obviously he scored his, his first goal against boston And they put up, like, oh, he's got 875 more goals to catch Gretzky.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's his his fucking – it's his second game. Can we just let him get some feel for the fucking ice?
0: That was hilarious. Like, let him take a
1: big hit. Like, I saw that, dude, and I was like, this is – it's honestly, it's a little embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. Because we, as Blackhawks fans, we just want to watch him be good and and play meaningful hockey. And – you're over here trying to sell him as like a a three-legged dog that can do jumping jacks. Like, I I just don't, I don't, I don't, don't understand it. It's warranted because of the numbers that he put up before joining the NHL, but he's now in the NHL. Okay. You can't stack those numbers together. You can't stack what he did in juniors and what he's doing in the NHL and be like, Oh, he's not producing to the same level. He's a bust. He's a bust. He's a bust. He's not producing. Can't play defense. He's not producing. Dude, we're fucking, what, five games in? Yep. Fucking relax. It is a long season. The Blackhawks are still maybe two to three years away from even playing any sort of playoff hockey. You're expecting him to come in, and, and it's, it's, a, it's 100%. It's a fucking spoiled aspect because of the decade-long reign that Tays and Kane had. And the type of player that Kane turned out to be after he mm-hmm. got drafted, and so now they're sitting there saying like, "Oh, Bedard's going to be the next Kane. Bedard's going to be the next Patrick Kane. The next Jonathan Tays, or the next combo along with Sid, Sid the Kid." Dude, let him get a season under his belt. For what sure. the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? This is—it's honestly—it's getting annoying.
0: It's—it's it's on both sides, right? Because I saw um, I saw Connor McDavid say the other day, "All right, who has the the best shot in hockey?" He said, Ovi, Ovi has the best slap shot in hockey. And, you know, you can right. agree, you can disagree, but it, it's a case to be made. Right. And sure. he said that the best wrister in hockey was probably Austin Matthews. You can agree, you can sure. disagree, but it's a case to be made. Right. And he said to, that he would probably say that the, the next person would be Connor Bedard. He said he skated with him a lot. He had a lot of time skating yeah. with him and that he has well, a they, great they to shot. Well, they trained together
1: over the summer. They yeah. trained together over the summer, I think, with with Sidney Crosby.
0: Yeah, and that's – which one thing is really fucking cool that they do that, right? Like we're over here like creating awesome. these borders of like fuck your team, fuck your state, fuck your territory. And these guys are like yeah. fucking hanging out and like well, playing I've golf always, and trading together.
1: Have, I've always said this, that that rivalries are fan-made. And yeah, you see oh, yeah, it kind for of translate sure. on, on the field or the ice or anything like that. You kind of see that translate. But for the most part, rivalries are 100% fan-made. Because exactly that, like we'll sit there and I'm, I'm going to sit there and be like, you know, I fucking hate the blues. I fucking hate the Red Wings, you know, hate the wild, blah, blah, blah. But then next thing you know, next summer could be, you know, Connor Bedard working out with Kirill Caprizov. You know what I mean? Yeah. And,
0: and, and really like back in the day, especially before social media and like you were able to really push these things, like the, the rivalries were made like, all right, who knocked you out of the playoffs? Who didn't allow Mm -hmm. you into the playoffs? So fuck that team in your division next year. And what team on the other side, if you made to either the conference finals or the Stanley Cup, which team knocked you out? Now they're your rival because they stopped you from getting a cup, right? That was the only time they were really rivaled. Now it's we break down everything from every game and every clip, right? And there's a bad check, right? And then the fans go crazy about it. And then they push that. And then one of your guys ends up having to pay the piper because – we hate that guy now, and don't get me wrong. I'm I'm fucking doing it right, and I do believe, and we'll get into it when we see Arizona again. And yes, I'm saying Arizona when we see Arizona again. It's going to be a fucking bloodbath, and I'll get into that because that was fucking insane. But you're right, fan made mostly. When people knock you out of the playoffs, or like if they stop you from getting a cup, that's usually when it is. But now with all this, the social media things and the players that you hate, right? are probably best mm-hmm. friends with your fucking, right? When Call of Duty mm-hmm. Modern Warfare 3 drops, some of the guys you hate are going to be playing with some of the guys you love on your team. Probably. Right. I don't know. But probably, <laughs> right? They're going to be hanging out because that's what they do. They respect each other. And I feel like, this is a tangent, but I feel like we we don't do enough to, you know, not push those negative, those, those negative connotations in hockey unless it's sure. Marchant or anyone from Boston because just fuck those guys. Other than that, you know, everybody's <laughs> all cool, you know?
1: Right, you know, and then you have the some instances like you know after the the Hawks played Toronto this this past week, uh, Ryan Reeves wanted to drop with drop the gloves with with Corey Perry and Corey Perry basically was just running his mouth and skating back to the bench and and just sure. being the pest that he is. And in a pro, in a post game presser, Ryan Reeves was like, was like, I've never liked Corey Perry. I don't I don't like him. You know, there are some instances of that, but it's you know at the end of the day, dude. You know, Kirill Kaprizov could be playing with Conor Bedard, like in the same year. You know, like that trade deadline is ruthless. They don't give a shit if you have, you know, beef with this one player. They don't fucking care
0: about that. Sure, they, they and care
1: about what they get in return.
0: Exactly. And newsflash, rebo, Nobody likes fucking Corey Perry. Okay, like you're not the first to not <laughs> like Corey Perry. Like, so it, it is what it is, right? Okay, it's nothing to be said. It's not. It's not news, right?
1: Nobody it's likes not, Corey
0: Perry. It's and not fucking he's news. Exactly. Like, and then you're like, ah, right, right. Okay. I
1: okay. okay. All right. And, and I've hated Corey Perry ever since I ever since I fucking even knew about him. And then next thing you know, he's on my team and it, it feels like he is he's had a point in every game so far. And so I'm like sitting there and I'm like, man, that's that's a that's a goal scorer, man. That's a that's a nasty yeah. yeah, setup he's got there. And he has a very hosa like release, and I'm like, it's our next Marion Hosa. You know, I'm sitting there in a lot of you yeah. thinking about that for fucking Ryan – or uh, for Corey Perry,
0: you know? And and, and sometimes – a lot of times, actually, that's just kind of the way the cookie crumbles. You just have to deal yeah. with it because the dude's going to be there for, for a year if his contract's a year. Longer if it's longer, you, never, you know what I'm saying? It's just – yeah. you just end up dealing with it, so it is what it is at that point. Right, right. But – so we are officially at the end of the second week of regular season hockey. Seen yep. a lot of good games from the Rangers. I seen a couple from Chicago, uh, ones that I liked and ones that were, eh, you know, what are you going to do, right? I sure. think, I think that where we are right now for both of our teams is, uh, let me break this down. For where we are with both of our teams and a lot of a lot of teams right now, it's just you know you kind of got the feelers out there, right? So these are these are new lines that have just been assembled. Some of the guys that you got that you didn't have last year and those kind of things, and just trying to work these lines out and see what it's going like, what's going to be like for the rest of the season. I think more so for Chicago is really working in Connor Bedard and just seeing where he sticks. And I think that they're working on that. Honestly, I don't think that the box scores and these games are indicative of how well your goalie has been playing. I know that he's been letting some soft shit in, but he's playing a lot better than I thought he was going to play. So. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're, that's oh, a perfect place for you to go in.
1: Yeah, that's, that's where I want to go in. And and I want to touch more on expectations versus actual performance if we could. Um, my big thing is, and like I said, and you can quote me from like two episodes ago where I said that I am not going into this season with any sort of expectations. I just want to see competitive hockey. I want to see to the competitive to the best possible ability that the, that, that the Blackhawks can play. And that's what I'm seeing so far. Minus, you know, you want to talk about – I don't want to talk about the Avalanche game where we got absolutely fucking oh, fillet, bro.
0: Let me, let me, oh, let I, me interject I, real quick right there because that's something I have to talk about, okay? The okay. Avalanche is still a tremendous team. Not, no, much is, sure. not much has changed for them. But let me tell you something. What grinds me to my fucking core, I'm going to tell you right now, Alexander Georgiev was the backup. Igor (laughs) Shusterkin for a while. He was a backup to Henrik Lundqvist for a while. He was in the fucking Rangers organization, okay, and he was the softest hands you ever fucking seen, okay? Really no bite, really struggled, always said, like, you know, if, if this guy got more minutes than if he played more games, right, maybe he'd be a lot better. I always believed that. I always knew he was a good goalie, right? I always knew that he was. I knew that he could take that next step. When you're playing behind Lundqvist, when you're playing behind Shesterkin, you're not going to get that ice time. That's fine. But this motherfucker did not have to go and turn it the fuck on and just be a good goalie all of a sudden. That really grinds my fucking gears. I I will go back to Chicago, but that that fucking really pisses me off, dude. No, that
1: that always happens. That always seems like it happens. Um, You know, for me, I see that a lot with baseball. You know, I see a, uh a player that that struggles yeah, sure. a lot, and then he gets—he moves on to a different team, and all of a sudden he's lighting it up. And you're sitting there like, "Where was that a year ago? Be... Oh, what the fuck! LA. So I definitely, I definitely understand that. I definitely get that. Um, fuck, dude. Uh, fuck. What was I saying? Oh, so I mean, you, you wanna, We we've been in every game that we've played so far. Like, you know, we won 4-2 against, against Pittsburgh to open the, the, open the season. We only lost by two against Boston. We lost by one by, for Montreal. We beat Toronto 4-1. We get smacked around by the abs, and we lost to Vegas last night, you know, 5-3. Uh, and I really yeah. thought that I was like, a lot of these games, you know, we're only losing by one to two goals. So will those come back to haunt if – if by some chance that the hawks are even talking about playoff push um you know those games could come back to haunt you where it's like you could have snuck out at least a point took it to overtime whatever won the game doesn't matter you could have snuck a point out somehow but i don't want to talk about that i don't want to think about that i don't want to think about what could it what what, what could have been If there is a playoff push, no one, no one, no smart and reasonable Blackhawks fan is sitting there thinking about the playoffs. Like I said before, you want your team to go 82-0-0 and sweep the the playoffs and win the Stanley Cup. And, you know, everyone, everyone wants that for their team, but be realistic. You're in the middle of a rebuild. You kind of have that next piece that's going to turn the new leaf of your team, which is the Connor Bedard. And, you know, you, you, you just want it to be meaningful. You want to see what he can actually do. So in my personal opinion, this, this season is actually going about as well as I had expected it to with some surprises. I really didn't think that we were going to beat Pittsburgh. I really didn't think we were going to beat Pittsburgh.
0: No, not the way you did either, right? Not, the,
1: not, uh, not winning by two, that's for sure. No. I really didn't think that we were going to beat Toronto. Not really the way you did, did either.
0: Win. Not the way no, you did either.
1: Not winning by three. No, I definitely did not see, you know, a kind of a commanding win, I guess you could say. Um, I really didn't – I didn't see that happening. Um, I thought that maybe we might squeak out that win against Vegas last night. But, uh, I mean, there, look, Vegas is showing no signs of stopping down, are no signs of slowing down, and no signs of a cup hangover. I mean, for fuck's sake, dude, they're still undefeated right now.
0: And we're, we're, what, two weeks in? Sure. And that's a perfect point that I want to make there. So where you're at right now, especially when the season gets way later, like playoff time, like or a couple months out, we start talking about this shit. The only things that really matters to me, right, physically, always are the standings. You can win right. one game. You can lose one game. You can, you know, it, it fluctuates. It's all over the place. But realistically... Fuck every team in the league. It's your division where you stand in the standings. Realistically, I think that myself and you, everybody that knows me knows that I think of the Metro is the hardest division. I believe that to my core. But I also believe that the second hardest division now, present day this season, is the central division. Personally. And I say that because mm-hmm. of Colorado. You have Dallas. Nashville's really good right now. Honestly, the way they play is really aggressive. And then you yeah. got like the wild cards that are St. Louis and Minnesota and And even Arizona, they're not doing bad, right? So I think the Central is the second toughest division. So, again, Knights, they're doing good. That's great. Do you need to beat them? Not fucking really. Does it really matter to you? Not fucking really, right? You want to win for the points, but it doesn't matter. What really matters here is these guys you're going to be in the division with. The hardest thing you're going to have to deal with, right, is going to be Colorado. Regardless, at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. let's say you make a cup run. Let's say you get into the playoffs, whatever. The fucking hardest thing is going to be seeing Colorado. again. Colorado did not win the Stanley Cup four years in a row. You know, they can be beat. But my whole thing is is that when you target these teams and you target your division, for me at least, it makes it a lot easier to stomach when you lose to dumb. Like when you lose to fucking, you know, if you were to lose to the Ducks or something, right? It's like, ah, well, first of all, I know how the teams in my division play normally. And then if they play different, we adjust to that, right? But we're not really... I would think they're not really caring too much about what fucking is happening on the third line in Anaheim, right? It doesn't really matter to the Rangers so much. Of course, there's going to be people looking at that, but really it comes down to what is Pittsburgh doing? What is, what is Washington doing? What is the devils doing right now? So I think that mostly divisionally, it's going to be tough always, at least for a while. But then, like you said, you're kind of going through, it's not kind of you are, you're going through a rebuild and we're not, you're not yeah. there yet. So, it's still really, at least two to three years off before season, you can even think about it. Yeah. This season is basically intel, right? This, this season is basically like, okay, mm-hmm. let's get all the information we can get. Let's see how this thing's going to fucking go and see, you know, what's the hardest team. Like, you guys got to worry about Colorado, and really, that's about it. Just do your best everywhere else. If you can beat Colorado, that's the boost to give you to know that you're the best team in the division at that time, right? And other than that, just just keep on rolling, honestly.
1: Not even that, dude. And you you can't sit there and try to, you know, base your entire your ty- entire season of, you know, playing one team. I understand the sentiment though. I do. Um, but as of, you know, as of right now, you know, there are those top dog teams that you want to beat, those teams that have been consistently in the playoffs, consistently high goal scoring, um, you know lights out goaltending to me those are you know the vegas the rangers the um you know the avs um i would say seattle but i'm gonna be honest i want to say even like the shitty tanking for bedard blackhawks team absolutely routed seattle i think two or three times that we played them last year
0: yeah and we just just did it recently we just did it. We just did it very recently, and, and hey, it's, right. not a perf- it's not a perfect formula, right? My my algorithm is not perfect. I mean, the fucking flyers are at the top of the metro right now. That ain't gonna stick, right? That ain't gonna fucking what? happen. I don't know what's going on. What's in the water in Philly? It ain't gonna stick. I don't care what the, how much time passes. They're they're not gonna stay on the top of the metro. But like I said, I, I, for me, I just look for the the tough teams in the division because then it kind of gauges where you are. Because realistically. I got to worry about if I make it to the playoffs, and if I make the playoffs, I just got to worry about one round at a time. And the rounds are going to be against my division, against the people that I see every fucking year that I have to worry about. That's just how I look at it, and that's kind of how I gauge it, and just how I, I don't like get like suicidal when we lose to fucking like the, like the San Jose fucking Sharks or something. You know what I'm saying? Like on a Tuesday, right. and I'm like, what the fuck? I got to end it all because I don't want to. I don't want to be around anymore. This is too much. Right.
1: Right. No, I get that. Um You know, my my thing is, is like you want to treat every game that you're playing, especially if you're a brand new, not a brand new, but more of like a rebuilding team with something to prove. You want to treat every game that you're playing as if you were playing the abs. And I feel like in these past, what is it, five games, six games that the Hawks have played, there's only been one game where they just looked flat and just flat out outmatched. And that was against, of course, the abs. But every game that they've played, they've been in till the final whistle. And, you know, that's one thing that I'm just kind of like I'm looking at and I'm like, okay, well, how long is this sustainable? You know, you're only six games into the season. Like, can you you keep this kind of – can you keep this product going? And that's kind of like where I'm at right now. So I would say probably as far as like expectations, they're, they're pretty on par. You know, if I were to and as much as you want to say that you're like, you know, you don't have any expectations, you don't want to have any expectations. Of course, as like a fan, you still have to deal with the heart versus the mind.
0: Yeah, for you sure. know,
1: I I would absolutely love for for the Hawks to sneak into a wild card spot and and give them hell in the playoffs. You know, just extend your season a couple of games. You know, I sure. want that to happen. You know, I I want that feel. I want Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel and Taylor Hall and. Corey Perry to step on the ice in the United center for a meaningful playoff game. You know, you might, you might sneak a series or sneak a game or two or make it competitive or whatever. But at, at the end of the day, all of that's just going to do is just going to go into next year with like, all right, we got a taste. We got a taste. What can yeah. you do with it?
0: And, and that's a little bit off topic for me, but that's my favorite time of the year that clinched the playoff time. And it's like, it's the best and worst time because it's like, we're going to the playoffs. It's never been more real for us to win a cup right now. Right. But now the real work starts. So that's, I think right. that's what, that's what you want. Right. You want to have that. Right. Hey, we made it to the playoffs. Anything can happen at this point. Now, now yeah, anything can I mean, happen.
1: I mean, a prime example. I know we fucking hate them, but look at Boston. I mean, you won. they won what? 62 games last year and got yeah. bounced out of the first round. You know, exactly. so it's kind of like you know, th- at that point, the regular season doesn't fucking matter. No, nope. so if you can, if you can just get invited to the dance, let's we'll see what we can do. Just see what you can do. Take it one shift at a time, one pass at a time, one you know, one skate at a fucking time, and just have some fun with it and just see what happens.
0: Yep, if you get invited to the dance, just wear the appropriate dancing shoes and just see how it happens. <laughs> just see what songs they play. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah, never know, you
1: might you might get down with the cha cha slide. You might get down you, never with you never know. You never know you can throw I, it down a little fucking little baby for all you know. You don't
0: know. You, de- you never know. You never and, fucking know. <laughs> And and speaking of you never know. This is a this is a good a uh, good example. So our opening night game here was against the Sabers, which we won dominantly. I was walking around okay. saying we were the best ke- best team in New York. Of course I'm going to fucking say that. I have to. I have to fucking say that, right? And then the next game we play is <laughs> against Columbus and we did not look very good. We just did, oh. we, we just did not look very good at all. <laughs> it was, it was not. And here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Rangers, man. I've been obviously a fan for a long time. Here's the thing about the Rangers. There's something going on with the veterans, right? Where they just, I don't know. It's like, someone's got to light the fire first. Always someone else. And right. their, their power play used to always be one too many passes when it should have been a shot. It's like, they always want somebody to light the fire first. When Somebody lights a fire, boom, gates are open, off to the races. Let's get it done. And like I said, that game with uh, the Blue Jackets, not a very good game for us. And then the immediate game was against the Coyotes, which are like, oh, cool, the Yotes, that's going to be an easy game. The Coyotes are pretty good this year, actually. We ended up winning that game. But it's the the day-to-day, and and what I what I hate about the Rangers, the only thing that I actually physically hate and loathe, right, is... How a team can look like a top five team in the league, like there's no way you can get past this team, but then also look like a bunch of AHLers that just got in here for the first time and are trying to learn <laughs> National Hockey League like scrims and and runs. That's the thing I hate about the Rangers because it it, it varies so much, and it's not like oh it's fat- fatigue. Every team goes through it. There's upsets, of course. Every team some people have something to prove sometimes people get hurt right but the rangers for some reason they're just so bad at staying consistent and staying like keeping that fire going that they have and again you see it happen all the time with other teams but i just again i watch all the rangers games so that's probably why i'm so hard about it and obviously they're my team but it's it's almost shocking to see how bad they can be because everything that they did the last game just goes out the window and don't get me wrong you can attribute that to the defense of the other team you can attribute that to like what the other team is doing and, and how well their forecheck is or their backcheck and all these things that these other teams do that interrupt your game i understand that but when the 1-3-1 one, one line that you've been running to clog up the <laughs> neutral zone has been working and then you just stop doing it like they're not stopping you from doing that formation they're not stopping you from being in that position. It goes out the window, and then we come back. I, like I said, it, it's weird. We live in a weird time. Anyway, what I really wanted to talk about this Coyotes game here. So the game goes off pretty pretty good. You know, Igor's having a good night. And, I, and I'll get into Igor a little bit later. Wait, the a...
1: Coyotes or the Columbus game?
0: No, the Coyotes. I'm past the Columbus games. I'll talk about it again. It didn't happen. Never happened. We never lost that game. I don't know what you're talking about. Coyotes. Okay, because I want
1: to bring this. I want to bring something up a little bit later about that Columbus game, though. I'll just do it now. Let's get it over with. Well, it has to do with We wanted to talk about fantasy a little bit later.
0: Oh, okay. But... Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Okay. So we play a game against the Coyotes. They're playing very well. Igor ends up getting kind of a soft goal on him, but then decides to shut the door as Igor often does. He's not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but when you score on him and if he gets mad, right, he usually shuts the door. If he's having a good night, if he's not in his head, he's a very, very good goalie. And that's the, what he's able to do. I think that's the difference between a good goalie and a great goalie. You can shut it off and say, I will allow nothing else. Like, <laughs> I mean, I say this all the time to my dad, right? All the action, all the goals, everything happens in the first period. And the next 40 minutes is just two teams fucking around nine times out of 10, right? It's two teams fucking around for 40 minutes, just not scoring on each other. The team that was insane in the first period, uh, you know, they don't score anymore. And the team that's getting dominated has 40 minutes to do something and they don't. It doesn't happen every game, but it happens a lot. So Igor decides to shut the door. And at the end of this game, the reason why I'm saying this is going to be a bloodbath the next time, and the reason I'm bringing it up now is I haven't talked about this anywhere else. This will be the first time I'm bringing it up on the podcast. At the end of the game, right, and I just want you to picture this. I don't know if you watched the full game, if you saw this, but if not, picture this, okay? Okay. It's It's towards the end of the game. It starts to get a little chippy. Both teams want to score. They want to close this game out because they both play an excellent three periods. In my opinion, for what it was, excellent three periods. Just happened so that the Rangers won, and not not like I'm saying it wasn't even like oh de- deservingly so. It was a very good game, but Igor pretty much did what he needed to do. So at the end of the game, kind of a little bit of a tussle um, right behind the goal line by Igor. Okay, Matt Dumba skates in. Okay, Igor skates out of net right, and like because he's trying to jump into a scrim that's already happening. He skates in sure. front of Matt, he skates in front of Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba pushes Igor Sterkin into the boards. (laughs) The fucking ice was a massacre, bro. It was fucking insane. Jacob Truba was frothing at the fucking mouth, bro, trying to swing on fucking Dumba, finally breaks Dumba free and brings him to the the ground and just starts fucking going off on him. I'm just laying fucking haymakers on him while he's on the ground, bro the whole ice is going fucking crazy now like i said this was not fan created this will be a rivalry the next time we see arizona there's a callback to the beginning of the episode the next time yeah. we see arizona there's going to be bad fucking blood
1: oh for sure and specifically it's going to be targeting matt dumba for I won't, sure
0: i won't be surprised if at puck drop jacob drops his gloves
1: i, I would be not surprised be
0: surprised if a blue foot here and there I would not be surprised because, again, look, there are a few rules right in hockey that you, you can't break. You don't
1: touch the fucking goalie.
0: You don't shoot after the whistle. Yeah. You don't touch the fucking goalie. And if you if you slew, you're pretty much an asshole, right? Because Yo, mo- yeah. Because it's most times intentional. So nine times out of yeah. ten, it's intentional.
1: Let me fucking tell you, dude. I oh god damn it, I can't remember the game. Son of a bitch, I feel like an idiot now. But um, you are It's, it's okay. It, 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 bitch. It's, funny. <laughs> it's it's just funny that you brought up the uh shooting the puck after the whistle i can't remember i want to say it was against toronto it was either montreal or toronto and i think it was toronto but it was a play play was offside er, yeah the play was called offsides. i don't think i can't remember I can't remember who it was on Montreal. It might have been Kirby Doc before he got injured. Which, by the way, you want to talk about a living embodiment. I know I'm getting off topic here, but you want to talk about a living embodiment of that one episode of SpongeBob where it was like, every day I
0: break my arms. Every day yeah. I break my legs. I lay awake in bed until my heart attacks put me to sleep. Like-
1: <laughs> right. That is literally Kirby Doc. And I feel so bad for the kid. Like, I really do. He's out for the rest of the year with ACL, MCL repair.
0: You hate to see that. After you don't, the game you don't wish that on nobody. You don't wish that no, on I, nobody. No,
1: I, I don't. And especially because, like, he was, he was a Blackhawk to start his career. And I loved him when he was in Chicago. And it was great. And it was sad to see him go. But, damn, was he moved at the right time. Because, holy shit, man, I have never seen – Like, he, when he was playing for the Blackhawks, he broke his wrist playing in the Olympics and it was just like he you almost came back kind of timid to shoot and it, you were kind of sitting there and you were just like dude what the fuck and i was almost on the i was almost on the bandwagon of just like hey can we stop sending nhlers over to the olympics to play because it, they end up just getting fucking hurt
0: yeah and then, uh, yeah it happens dude filipito got he, he was playing in the offseason he hurt his eye and he had to like leave whatever tournament he was playing and and i know what you're saying about the the it's like, bro, you don't want to see him get hurt, right? Vasilevsky, is yeah. having back surgery, right? And and you, and you think, right? It's Igor, Sorokin, Vasilevsky, top three goalies in the league. I think a lot of people would agree with that, right? Vasilevsky's out. That probably puts Igor number one. I think he's better than Sorokin personally. But we don't want it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like we oh, we don't we don't yeah. want him to be the best in the league like that. We want it the right way. If Vasilevsky's on a heater and he's beating Igor every time they meet that's what it is. I'm not going to like it, but that's what it that's is. Just the,
1: that's just I, ex- the plight exactly. of an 82 game hockey season. But
0: we don't want it like that. We don't want to see somebody get hurt like that. We, we don't want to see people out no. like that. And we and want to do it on the ice fair.
1: Especially someone who I want to say Kirby Doc is in his early 20s. And it just seems like every year has been something new. And it sucks to see. Like It really does. And it's just like I know that he could be a perennial all-star. And he knows he could be a perennial all-star. And anyone in Montreal or their fan base knows that he could be a perennial all-star. But the poor guy keeps getting absolutely obliterated by the injury bug. And I saw that last year, even with Peter Murazik, our goalie. And he was he'd always be it never dude, it never fucking failed. He'd be on a hot streak of like, yeah, it might be a couple of losses here and there just cause your offense didn't show up, but he'd be lights out in net and then all of a sudden he'd go down with some growing growing injury or a lower body and be day to day. And it was just like, dude, fucking injury bug.
0: Yeah, it's it's it it sucks. And and, and Ryan and Ryan Lingren on the Rangers that he gets hurt a lot too. The guy's throwing his body around, he's stopping pucks, you know, he's he's blocking shots, he's always getting bored, he's always getting into fights and he's he's usually out. We and and around the league at least for Rangers fans, we call him the heart and soul of the team because he's he's so feisty. He's he's a real team player. He does everything sure. he needs to do on the ice. And usually when he's out, we don't play so well. That game against uh, the Blue Jackets, he was out. We didn't play so well. I think there's something mentally about him being there, knowing that, you know, that leader in the locker room and, and someone who's willing to do everything and put his body on the line is kind of mentally there. And when he's not there, the vibes just aren't right. Again, sure. don't want to see Ryan Lindgren hurt. They, they literally call him the warrior. He's the warrior. He's always getting hurt because he always uses his body as the fucking shield. He's always blocking with his body. He's always doing the best that he can in those regards. And you never want to see that. I know that he's on my team. Of course, I don't want to see it, but you never want to see that because it takes away from what he can do and what he is, mm-hmm. right? You want to beat Ryan Lingren. You want to beat him. You want to make him look foolish as a defenseman, beat him on the ice. Don't beat him because he's sure. out. Same thing with Vasilevsky. Right. Same thing with everyone. Like, like I said, when, when Jacob put that hit on Sidney Crosby, right, and he put him out, I wasn't here cheering like, yeah, fuck you. I was saying fuck you to Pittsburgh because you don't have Sidney Crosby. You guys are fucked, right? But I was not right. hoping on this guy's downfall or preying on it. Like, I want you there because I want to beat you while you're here and prove that we are better than you, right? I mean, right. Sid, Sid the kid yeah. not being there, I'm that's a huge on hit on for any team. Field. Yeah,
1: yeah. You want, if I'm going to whoop your ass, I want it to be on an even playing field and a lot of exactly. times what what a lot of what a lot of fans kind of stray away from is like you know these these players are people they are they yes. are fucking people they are you and i they're just a hell of a lot better at sports than we are they yep. dedicated their entire life their livelihood their blood sweat tears and broken bones to playing a child's game very well And don't fucking come at me, fans of this show, of saying, like, oh, hockey's a child's game. But let's be honest. It's a game. It's It's a game. game. It's a game. It's a game. Yeah. You know, you could say the same thing about football, about baseball, about soccer, any sport that I can go and sign my kid up for. And you you guys are – and there are players that are, are making multi-million dollars because they got really, really good at this. But what a lot of people keep forgetting is that they are fucking people. And so what I get, a, like, a lot of fucking hate for sometimes is, like, I'll – you know, for instance, let me just use, a, like, a random, you know, random player. Like, if Jacob Truba got, you, you know, let's just say – I don't know, Corey Perry and Jacob Truba fight and Corey Perry breaks his fucking nose and dislocates his wrist because of the way that Jacob Truba hit the ground. I'm not going to sit there and be like, yeah, fuck you, Truba. Fuck you, Ranger oh, You fucking pussy. Oh, you can't take a fucking head off. Oh, it's a good thing it's ice on the ground so you can ice your wrist. Like, no, fuck that shit, dude. I don't want to see any player get hurt. Because at and, that point, then you're just like fucking with their money. Exactly. Do and, and, yeah, you want to get I... your fucking money fucked with when you were working? No. When you're working. No. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Fuck
0: and that. Luckily, Jacob Truba is literally a tank. Luckily, Jacob Truba can lay haymakers and doesn't really get hurt like that. But... A of course, lot a, a,
1: break his nose, but
0: whatever. Yeah, yeah uh, he could he could try but so what <laughs> around the league there are a lot of people that are preying on fucking jacob tuba's downfall they want him to be yeah. there, right they think that all his hits are dirty when you watch the instant replay and clearly see chest to chest shoulder to shoulder contact like that is not dirty but apparently it's dirty because they hit your player whatever but like i yeah. don't hate any of these players there's i, I there's guys i don't like they do things that I don't like. And I, like I said, unless it's fucking Marchant, because he is generally just a scumbag, I don't hate people from Boston. I hate the Boston organization. Because I I don't know why they hate New York so bad I, because of Babe Ruth for whatever happened a hundred years ago they don't like us I, I understand I understand that like this is a big fucking thing we're gonna keep bringing up like an old girlfriend won't just let the shit go but like unless it's Martian like I don't physically hate people I can't hate people it's a game right and and again way off topic but you I'm don't so want to see at these people at that. Like, I'm
1: surprised you even knew that that happened
0: I mean like, that's that's, that's what a it is fan? yeah.
1: I was in one
0: time, right? In my like, youth.
1: When I was in my youth. youth. Yeah, but are you sitting there looking at be like, oh, in 1918 or 1914, Babe Ruth was traded to the from Boston to New York.
0: Yeah, I was like Google search. I was like, why does Boston hate New York? It's like Babe Ruth. I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I'd be pissed, too. I'd be fucking mad.
1: I'd be mad, too, in 1920.
0: But- yeah. I mean, but also, right, it's like fucking uh, Ricky Hot Dog Martinez and shit. He's like hitting fucking dingers and shit. It's 100 years ago, bro. The game has changed, right? You, right. You can't like say that he's the hard. best player of all time. Yeah, you can't You can't say he's the best baseball player of all time, right? You can look me in the face and be like, Gretzky's the best hockey player of all time. And it's still true to this day. Like, a lot of people are like, ah, you know, I can't argue with that. You're like, Babe Ruth is the best. Mm. It's like, dude, Babe Ruth was like 304 pounds. Tip. And he ran, like, two miles an hour.
1: (laughs) I'm going to say a hot take. Don't do it. I'm going to say a hot take. All right, do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, Gretzky, yes, is is, is probably, you know, still probably labeled the greatest player of all time. However, I truly believe that he was the greatest player of his time. Because if you were to stack Gretzky up, in his prime, in today's game, he'd be leveled.
0: I mean, that's like saying the fucking goalies of the the 94 Rangers team, of course they wouldn't have fucking run. Like, Come on, bro. But what what he's done and what he's doing, look at his numbers and the things that he's done will never be replicated. If if that's because the game gets too fucking crazy, that's not his fault, right?
1: No, it's not not his fault. It's not his fault, and there's been only what one player that was OB that that even came close to touching his goal record. I get it. I one hundred percent understand, but also stack the goalies from the eighties and 90s up to the goalies of even fucking five years ago, and there is no chance in hell that Gretzky scores over eight hundred fucking goals or but, even like to, ah.
0: let me let me hit you with this though, okay, because I think this will at least put us in an equal understanding whether you agree or not, right. <laughs> hockey over the last few years has become a lot softer in terms of what the nhl and the people behind the screens toronto motherfuckers want you to actually do they don't want you to really fight they don't want you to hit they don't want you to fucking check so the fact that gretzky went the distance and was able to be healthy through the time to acquire the records and break the things that he broke i think can never be replicated even now when it's not as physical and not as crazy as it used to be that's sure. something to look at that's something to agree on and that's something to respect even if you don't agree about the caliber of his skill look the physicality not, was there
1: i'm not taking anything away from the accolades and I, know you're not,
0: I know you're not i'm just saying think I'm of it that not, way that's how I'm i think of
1: it saying, dude you could okay let's look at it fucking this way then you can take Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime and stack him up to someone like Phil Heath or Kai Green. And he would get fucking obliterated on the Olympia bodybuilding stage. He'd get fucking obliterated because he, Arnold didn't have the size and Arnold didn't have the muscle tone that Kai Green, Phil Heath, uh, big Ranny fucking C bum, any of them have, he didn't, but that's why he was the greatest bodybuilder of his time and you have someone you have like a phil heath as the greatest bodybuilder of his time and you also have big Ramy, who's like the greatest bodybuilder right now because this is his time i'm not taking anything away from arnold's prime and what he did in the on the olympia stage and what he did in bodybuilding and then transferred over into movies not taking anything away from that in the same token i'm not taking anything away from Wayne Gretzky and what he did in his career. I'm not taking away anything from Ovechkin in his career, Sidney Crosby, Patrick Kane, Jacob fucking Truba. I'm not taking away anything from anyone else. I'm just saying, if you were to stack Gretzky in his prime and put him on a team like the fucking Rangers or the the Sabres or whatever, you put him on a fucking team like that, I don't think that he replicates the same kind of career. That's all I was saying.
0: And I and I am. That's a case to be made, and that's fair for you to say. But my rebuttal to that would be, like I was saying, the fact that Arnold did what he did at his time was so great and so amazing because sure. the pl- the playbook wasn't there for him. Yes. Right? He was he was making the playbook himself, and to look like he did and to do what he did, the playbook wasn't there. The playbook is there now, and realistically, if you wanted to be the biggest, toughest, most amazing bodybuilder of all time, you technically could if uh, you had all the money in the world, didn't have to work, and could commit your life to doing just that. But sure. it could be done. There's nothing stopping you. Back then, these playbooks weren't there, and I think that's why we look at him that way. So I, think, I don't think it's as cut and dry. Is what you're saying and it's not as cut and dry as i'm saying and they're both just opinions and we both have them you know but yeah. that that's why i look at it the way that i do because try to stay healthy through gretzky era hockey you're probably going to get fucking destroyed right yeah. staying healthy in this current era and where we are right now it's still hard because you're. It's like I said. I think hockey is the most physical and demanding sport, but it's not like it was. You were encouraged to beat the dog piss out of everybody sure. more often, and, yeah. and you weren't as penalized for it. And you didn't. You didn't get suspended for it. And you didn't get all these other things yeah. for it. You know. Now they're trying no, to take I care do. of the players, and I respect that. But it's 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 a different situation because you break those records. It's always going to be like yeah. Could you have done it in his time? Not because of the skill, but because of the physicality of the game would have worn on you. That's just how I look at it personally.
1: No, I agree. I I hear you. I I understand that. I'm I'm I resonate with that. I agree. Um, kind of player safety was not really a thing in the eighties and nineties.
0: No, you know, everybody's and wearing Jason hockey masks, have- goalies, right? And no yep, one gave a fuck. Yep,
1: exactly. Or you were like, oh, who's that goalie for the fucking for Boston? that had like the really fucking weird mask Thomas. I think was his last name. Yeah, I, I think so. I tried to point yeah, in my I, mind, but I, I get... <laughs> before your time, shut up and <laughs> before our time, <laughs> but no, that's my hot take. That's all I have to say. We can move on from that. That's all I wanted to say because I always get for it, but I'm going to fucking ride next to it. It's and a decent say, opinion. It's decent. Ruth is not the greatest baseball player of all time. Babe Ruth no. is the greatest baseball player of his time. You know, the greatest baseball player of all time right now in this era is fucking Shohei Otani, And people want to sit there and be like, well, he doesn't have, you know, Shohei Otani doesn't have over 700 fucking home runs. Well, I didn't see fucking Babe Ruth stepping on the mound to throw seven scoreless with a hundred mile an hour fucking fastball. And then the next day hit four tanks.
0: Okay, I, I, I that will, doesn't
1: fucking happen. I'll that say this though. He's one of one person.
0: I'll say this though, you put anybody you want in the major leagues, anybody you want, right? Maybe even two people. They're not putting down more Glizzies than Babe Ruth. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) I I don't think that he could be beat on that front. So at least you know, respect that. Real recognizes real.
1: Do you say anyone? Do you say anyone I want? Yeah, can't put anyone. Yeah, I'm putting Um, Joey Chestnut in there then.
0: Well, he's got to be a a a player, like a baseball player, right? Yeah, I said you the major leagues. I said that. in the major leagues. Right? Joey fucking yeah, Chestnut, if you come on!
1: Put somebody in the major leagues. I'm putting Joey Chestnut in the major leagues. He fucking he's getting the paper, fucking hot he's getting record.
0: struck out every single night if they put and him he's in there. Joey, 40 chestnut.
1: fucking hot dogs,
0: like. <laughs> Joey Chestnut's never hitting a single fucking ball, bro. Like he's never fucking, but he's there for the hot dog contest. <laughs> and better
1: clarify. Then better clarify the the parameters of your. You know,
0: you know, maybe this podcast wasn't a good idea. Maybe we should, uh, we yeah, should, I, should just be friends. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah I, uh, hey, do we ever look behind you? Real quick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so to close up our two weeks for the Rangers, right? We played a game against the Predators that we did not do well at. They beat us 4-1. It was a hard loss. Again, that's why I'm saying division's hard. Predators are hard. So I think they're going to do well. But again, I will attribute a lot to rangers vets not showing up not really giving a fuck
1: and also what another thing that you have to look at too and i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off but the predators have always been almost lights out every year in the regular season and then fall apart in the in the in the playoffs so sure they they've always always have been a force when you play them in the regular season but the problem is is they don't really ever fucking show up in the playoffs
0: yeah but it's it's hard to stomach uh, adam fox Mika Zabanajjad, Artemi Panarin team, and then lose four one with no life, right? That's more than just the predators doing their thing, right? Of course it comes
1: into slow legs of the first first week.
0: You know? Sure, exactly. And that again, so early that it's not even something that you really need to even care about. What yeah. what matters to me more so than the losses is the good things you do that you have never seen before. The new lines, the new structure, the new things that are brand new that they haven't been doing for years. Because like, oh, okay, this old dog can learn new tricks. That's what right. I always look for. Can this team, and, and that's what I'll give Peter Laviolette, right? He's He's looking at these lines, and I'm going to go into this Seattle game in a little bit, and then I'm going to transition into the next topic because it's actually going to fit perfectly but this game against seattle right we saw consistently that the second line which was artemi panarin philip and Lafreniere, we saw that line two kids and a veteran which is something we we tried and worked in another season and then gerard galant was like all right cool that worked we're never doing it again. glad you guys like that because we're done with that. Don't ever think we're doing it again. Don't put that out of your mind. But we did that. Put some veteran guys with some of these young guys that are there hungry and are very good. That's why they're on the team. Mm -hmm. We saw the second line basically be lights out. We saw the Rangers win this game 4-1 over Seattle. And the second line was the best line we had all night. And Peter LaViolette saw that. And what he did, he said, okay, cool. Guess what? Second line gets more ice time. They were hot. Mm -hmm. They were feeling hot. What did they do? They produced more. And that's what I like about the Rangers right now. I think that we have a good coach. Because you can say what you want about Peter Laviolette. Whatever it is, he is a fucking coach. He knows his team. He knows his strengths. And he has good coaches surrounding him. So they make good decisions. What's not okay about this game? We won 4-1, so that's good. Now here's the bad. I forgot to edit only this day for my fantasy team. This was the only day that I did not edit for my fan. Now listen, Bushnevich is out. I can't wait to talk about hold on. hold on, hold on. I have to get this out because this hurts. No, Bushnevich. Nevis is hurt. He's out. Sebastian Aho from Carolina is out. Okay. I forgot that for whatever fucking reason. I had those guys in. Okay. Now and I've said this before on the podcast and like round 18, I got all of the kids line, right? That was because it was a necessity. I didn't have any other people to pick. I just wanted to get them. I said, okay, cool, whatever. I'll grab them. All of the kids, Kako, Lafreniere, Filippito, all performed, all scored goals, all were on the board. And I didn't have any of them in except for Filippito. And I want to cry. I'm not feeling good about it. But I guess the silver lining is that the Rangers won dominantly. I mean – I don't know what team Seattle's going to be this year, but if this was last year, that would mean something. But all I can fucking think about is how I fucked up, man. My fantasy, I fucked up so bad.
1: Well, you know what? I'm looking at it right now and congratulations. because This is the last day of our, of the week. And congratulations. You beat me pretty, pretty handedly. Um, even though I had, uh, well, I only had one player playing today. Um, uh, two technically throughout, but and he was sitting on my bench. But even then, it still wouldn't have done anything. You read Dylan Dubé going today. I had Alex Debrink it. Brinksy got me a four-point four night, um, which is 20.4 points in our league, and you still beat me 193.4 to 177.5.
0: Yeah. I got but, the Dubes in and Shattenkirk in today, too. So it would it listen, was like a slow day. Listen, there was one
1: game last week so so <clears throat> the way that our se- our season works out and I think it's the same for everybody but I, I don't know it's my first time playing fantasy hockey but you play that one person for a week right so yep. we had our first game last week um, which I had won by literally 0.2 points and it had just happened to be against our like the guy that won the league last year so it made me feel a little really good um, i want to say a quick thank you to to igor for letting Boone
0: Jenner score a hat-trick? Oh, man. Here's the fucked-up part about this, right? Here's the even... It goes even more meta. It's more meta than that. It's so much more meta than that because that week, I lost by less than five points. Five points in this league is not a lot. I had two disallowed goals in that game that you won because of. That game killed me because I had two guys. I had Zabanejad, and I don't even know who else scored, but somebody else I had scored. I think Filipino. Filippito scored. Both goals disallowed. Had I even got one of those goals, I would have won that week. So that game made you win and me fucking lose. Yep, that is like 20, that's
1: fucking, 20 crazy. fucking points. 20 fucking points, man. And I I saw who I was like oh damn you got a fucking hat trick hell yeah let's go and I looked and it was against the fucking Rangers and I immediately texted you <laughs> thanks for thanks for letting Boone score a hattie <laughs> I
0: was so I did it was I, I felt sick because yeah for, your team's losing right you get two right. disallowed goals and then I lose the week by f- less than five points I was like oh my god what the fuck dude it was it was bad. It was uh, <laughs> it was not the business, oh, but you know, that great. That's what this. That's so fun about this league, right? It's so fun about fantasy hockey because you have so many pieces moving all the time. If you're not paying attention, you fuck yourself. That's it. If you lose, no, it's because you fuck yourself.
1: I literally fucked myself on Friday because I had. Oh wait, no, I guess I didn't. I don't know what went wrong this week for me. Cuz I had I had played my hand pretty pretty nicely. And oh, let me tell you, dude, Connor Bedard is is putting up some pretty decent fantasy points. At least not in, in uh,
0: huh? not bad, not bad. I can say it's not, not bad. Not bad at
1: all, no. I mean, he got me 6 6 points yesterday uh, with a goal, which that goal is nasty. Did you watch that goal?
0: Yes, that was cool. Oh, I, saw, I saw the left, clip actually. I didn't alone, see it live. Left, I saw the clip.
1: No, you're fine. But left left him alone in the in the slot and just goes fucking high glove side. Like that's huge. It's huge. That was such a nice goal. I'm C- glad to see. I'm glad to see him start getting rewarded with some goals, man. Because that dude, he's a fucking gamer. Like he's the last one. Let me let me just talk about CB nine nine eight real quick. But he. He's the last one off the ice for playoffs. He's the first one on the ice for warmups in the game. First on, last off. And but like, he is playing like almost veteran minutes as a rookie and at eighteen years old. Like that's 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 kind of, really that's good. Fucking real.
0: Yeah, that's and really his, good.
1: His, his only like like the, the he's like well you know he'll get asked like oh you know you know did, did you know you did it? Blah, blah blah and the only his only response is i like hockey i like, was like how do you not fucking, that's so
0: it's so fucking not true like bro kid. he's like, like, I, like, like <laughs> I like I hockey i like hockey but add, to, yeah. to add to that to add to that that he is very respectful he understands that he can't do this on his own, and even though the entire world is saying, "Look, dude, you're the only good thing about Chicago this year, he's not acting like that. The entire world is watching this kid do everything that he does, and every headline is about him in some way. You're going to talk about him some night. Sure. if he does anything, he's still like, "Yeah, you know, it's us." And like you said, the first assist he had, smile on his face because they won that yeah. game, right?
1: First yeah, goal. First look, goal goal, you, you would have thought you game. killed
0: his whole family in a fucking bus crash, good. bro like
1: <laughs> exactly like you that's the kind of that's the kind of leadership that you want your young guy coming in and and having you you want that kind of like yeah whatever i got my goal but we lost like i yeah, my yeah. goal doesn't count for the points in the standings us playing as a team counts as, as uh you know our us playing as a team is what i really care about and that's that's huge like you know he gets his first assist yeah. and then the hawks win and he's all fucking smiles exactly like what you said he gets his first goal but the hawks lose and it looks like you murdered his family with the machete and you know that that's that's what i want to see you know someone who comes in and it doesn't care about personal accolades but is kind of forced to talk about them because that's just what you do when you score your first and your first goal you know so sure you're kind of forced to talk about it but for him to sit there and say like you know oh dude this is you know what let me talk about this too real quick so one of the goals that vegas had yesterday i want to say it was a jack eichel to jonathan Marshall. so i know marchie scored but it was a two on one and bedard got caught lacking actually no let me fucking rephrase that Seth fucking Jones gets caught lacking.
0: Fucking Jones. Bedard
1: tries to... Fuck, I hate that. I fucking hate Seth Jones in a hawk sweater, dude. That was such a shit contract. <laughs> and Jones. And I can't fucking wait till he's gone. I think he's got like two more years left. I can't fucking wait. But... Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so Seth Jones is just sitting there watching this fucking play develop. He's skating lackadaisically through fucking center ice. But you see Connor Bedard bust his goddamn ass up the fucking ice to try to score a goal and then takes the fucking blame for it Yeah. or to try to stop a goal and then takes the fucking blame. Yeah. Like that's not on you, buddy. That's on your alternate captain, but fuck it. Rinse, rinse your fucking hands and let's get ready for fucking Boston on the 24th.
0: Exactly. And again, the, the knights knights are hot right now. How could they not be from winning a Stanley cup? I, I understand that again, another team. You see him again, you have another chance, but, it doesn't matter. Right. What matters is what you learned from that game. And we just learned what we always knew is fuck Jones. Man is what it man. is. it <laughs> is what it is, man.
1: <laughs> Dude. It's just, he fucking pisses me off. And the worst part is, it's like, he's like, a he's a, he's a good guy to have in your locker room. Sure. But, Oh my God. I just do not want him back on the Blackhawks after the contract is up. I do not want an extension signed. Get that money off of fucking books. And go get someone that is going to help your team. All right. So you need you need a <laughs> you need a Brent Burns or Eric Carlson style defense facts. Then, Okay. Because obviously obviously Seth Jones with two shots a night for four shots a night isn't cutting it.
0: Okay. Before you get crazy. Because this guy's driving you nuts. Let's talk about someone that you love. Let's talk about a player that you love. Let's talk about a guy. We're waiting to do this. I want to hear what you have to say. You know what it is. It's the fucking weekly wrap-up. Let's talk about it. Patrick Kane.
1: Yep. I was actually kind of I was actually really looking forward to talking about this. So
0: I want to ask
1: you, Breeze, right off the rip. Where do you think he goes? Now here's the thing. Here's my kicker. I want to hear. Where does your heart say he's going to go and where does your brain say he's going to go? Start with whichever one, but I want to hear it from you.
0: Everybody's trying to make it – I've heard this from many, many different places, okay? Many different places. You even have told me you've heard it as well. So it's, it's reached every facet of my life. So they're saying that he wants to go to Detroit or that he wants – does he want to go to Detroit or does Detroit want him to go to Detroit? Again, I'm going to just leave that off the table because I don't think that's even a possibility. It's I think because okay, I want to
1: talk about that when I, it's my turn. So
0: There's only two possibilities. In my eyes, there's only two. You go back to Chicago or you go back to New York. And the reason I say that, I'll break them both down. One is simple. The first one is very simple. Connor Bedard. He's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Patrick Kane coming back healthy. I promise you, mentoring Connor Bedard, being a captain of that team and being like, "Hey everybody follow me. I will take you there and Connor, let's do this shit together." It could be enough to see a fucking nasty run, right? And if your goalie continues to to show what he's been showing even 10% more, I think the production that you'd have versus the amount of shots and goals let in would equal itself out. You kind of look like the Oilers, right? It's like, yeah, you're going to score on the Oilers, but they're going to fucking score on you, right? So it's like it kind of levels it out and and gets you to the playoffs. And I can see that happening. The only other thing I can see happening too is go to the Rangers because you went there for a reason. You went there for a reason. All those reasons would still be there. And if anything, right, the team is stronger this year right now as it stands than it was last year. And if we were, cool. if, he, if he comes back and sees that we have a decent record, I could see him wanting to come back. The only thing is, is we're going to have to lighten the load and we're going to have to lose some people because we just don't have the space. And I don't know if the Rangers are willing to offload anybody right now because the vibes are pr- generally pretty high in New York. Even though we've lost a couple games, you're going to lose no matter what. But I think that we're on the right path with everything we have. And even still, right? We have guys in in Hartford that want to come up. I, I just don't know if it makes sense because, I mean, I didn't even actually know this. But, like, Brennan Otherman is – I knew this. He's, light, he's lighting up the AHL. He's going fucking insane down there. Johnny Brodzinski's the captain down there. He comes up through the seasons he's lighting it up down there i found out that i didn't even know this this is crazy that Othman was on the same on the canadian team as bedard when he won that little ownership. championship i had fucking no idea i was like oh, wow awesome. that's fucking so that. cool that's so crazy that like the the number one prospect for the rangers and the number one prospect for like chicago don't not only know each other but we're on the same fucking championship but team. won a chip yeah yeah that's that's pretty sweet, but again, back to the topic. Well, I think- also,
1: is Kevin Korczynski, By the way, just want to throw really? that one
0: out there. Yeah.
1: Um, huh. there was a there was a video um, where uh, Korczynski I, I think it was Korchinski. I'm pretty sure it was him and Bedard got their rings.
0: Shit. Okay, that's that's news to me. That's actually that's cool too, man. I think that's pretty sweet. But- yeah,
1: I just saw that the other day on uh, Twitter.
0: Caner, Rangers or Hawks, again, I think he'd go back to the Rangers because he sees the possibility of a cup, a a chance. It's it's even more evident this year, even though I feel like Igor's kind of had a little bit of flashes of not being Igor. But then again, that whole thing leads to, if Igor doesn't play lights out, pixel perfect, then we lose. That's not fair to him. He's going to let some in. When he gets pissed, he'll be back to normal. And we just saw Jonathan Quick's debut yesterday against Seattle, and he looked really, really good. So our backup is strong. Our goalie is always going to be a legend, Igor Shosturkin. You know, he's there's no limits to what he can do. Our our core is there. Our Temmy fucking Panarin is there. Our Temmy Panarin, Patrick Kane line with like Filippedal there, like that. That could be the most disgusting line in the NHL this season if it happened. You know what I'm saying? With a healthy Patrick Kane, our Temmy Panarin, mm-hmm. you can put a fucking cardboard cutout on the ice that, and he'd still get apples because the line sure. would be so fucking good right so in my opinion there's only two two logical choices It may be Rangers bias but that's where my brain goes and I don't think there's any other way to cut it you know uh, unless you got something to say that's going to change my mind okay
1: all right so uh, one thing yeah I just looked it up yeah it was uh, <clears throat> it was the team Canada that Kevin Korczynski and Bedard were on with Colton Doc Ethan Dalmastro and uh, Nolan Allen fucking cool uh, man yeah, so I just I had to look it up because I was like, dude, I was like, was it that one? And then yeah, this just confirmed it. There's like four or five different media outlet, hockey media outlets that talked about it. Sweet. Um, by the way, I also saw this. That was really cool. I'm sorry, I'll leave this ago. So this was from uh, Mark Lazarus, who is a uh, Blackhawks beat writer. Mm-hmm. And this is this is what he said. This was this was fucking hysterical because Blackhawks are going to have to send a SWAT team to extract Connor Bedard, Wyatt Kaiser. Kevin Korczynski, Lucas Reichel, and some of the other young guys off the ice after practice here in Denver. Buses waiting. Corey Perry just came out and yelled, okay, Connor wins. Let's go. I love that. <laughs> and that is the kind of work ethic that I love to see for these young dudes in Chicago,
0: man. That that future is so bright. That's 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 fun. That really is fun, right? That that in itself is You need that as much as wins in hockey. You need that as much as goals in hockey to have a team that has life. One thing I know that the Rangers do very well, they have the post-game media availabilities. They always have stuff on Instagram. They're doing TikTok. They have videos. A lot of teams are doing that. Don't get me wrong. but the Rangers back team and their social media game is really strong because you get a lot from these guys. You got off the board with the Ryans and they used to have Ryan Reeves or Ryan Strom. Now they have Ryan Lingren doing it where he just interviews other Rangers. They have all these little things happening and just little yeah. stuff like that, little tidbits, little, little quirks and funny moments like that. It, it gives your team personality and you want that as much as you want performance on the ice, right? You want to have that mm-hmm. full world experience of like, Oh, these guys are real people and they're friends and it makes me smile. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and you can honestly look at this this season for the Blackhawks and be like, you know what? It's okay. You're kind of expecting the team not to really have life to them. Like, it's just a grueling, going to be a grueling 82 game season in hopes that you're a little bit better than you were the last year. Um, and then rinse and repeat for the next year. But it's really cool to see a lot of like the younger guys who are just like, fuck that shit. I'm here. I, I want to score 100 fucking points. I want all of us to score 100 fucking points and see the playoffs. And that's, sure. that's what you want to see. And especially in kind of like a, um, I guess for lack of a better phrase, like a dying light of a season. Um, cause like I said, you have to go into this without any ex- any sort of, um, um, expectation because you know that you're, you're not going to do anything special. It's your, you're really your first true year in a rebuild. So you just kind of got to run with it. But reading that, I thought that was really fucking funny. And all I can imagine is Corey Perry just screaming, Like a like a pissed off dad (laughs) at
0: like pee wee hockey. Like that's all I can think of. Yeah, are you in? Come on, let's go. We gotta go. Yeah, we be late. We gotta go.
1: we gotta go. Your mom's got dinner on the table. Let's go. (laughs) Literally, bro. Um. Okay. So I wanna. All right. right, Hit me with it. Yeah, I talked to you about this a little bit. So in my mind, there's a handful of teams, and I'll I'll go through them and explain my reasoning for every single one. So one of them, obviously. I would love for him to come back to Chicago. You put him on the same line with Bedard. You don't even have to put, you know, like Reichel or um, Felino or, or Taylor Hall on the other side. As long as you have those two on the same line, I really do feel like there could be some chemistry there. Uh, the problem is, is that hefty price tag. The Hawks had a $10.5 million price tag hanging on the books for quite some time. And, and it almost kind of just feels like a weight lifted off your shoulder when he didn't have it. However, it's still fucking Patrick Kane. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, do you want to eat that a little bit just to have a couple of years? Because look, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, just basing off of what his agent has been saying, um, uh, the videos that I've been seeing of Patrick Kane on the ice, and the fact that he just got cleared for contact. Now, mind you, he had this surgery what seven, eight months ago, maybe. Yeah. Between six six to nine months, he's had he had right at the offseason, surgery. right as it started, yeah. he got it done. Exactly. So it's kind of like, that's huge to, to have a kind of a major surgery like that to six, seven, eight months later, you're finally cleared for contact. It's kind of fucking huge.
0: Yeah. You got to have some major strides in recovery, right? If you're able to get that type of extensive surgery and then you're clear to be touched, right? That's, that's, that's really big.
1: Um, that's what we've seen a lot with with Patrick Kane over the years of having just like some major injuries and all of a sudden he comes back way sooner than expected and it becomes lights out. Um my biggest recollection of that was the last cup run in 2015 again when we beat the Lightning. Um I forgot who hit him, but he was on the Panthers. Um kind of an ugly check. Hit came from behind, he went awkward into the boards and broke his clavicle, got that repaired, came back just in time for the playoffs went on this magical run scored the game winner um, against the, uh, against the lightning in game six. So I thought that was fucking huge. Uh, but we've seen that time and time again with him when, a, when when it comes to his injuries. So I, I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised more than anything. Yeah. But um, nostalgic reasons, I would love to see him come back to the Blackhawks. And mainly it's just as my more of like that mentor role. I mean, Connor Bedard talks so highly of Patrick Kane that it's, it'd be unreal. If they got, if they teamed up, like, even
0: if nothing happens, it's still just fun to watch. Sure, um, that would be a, a match made in heaven, right? That'd be really cool. It, it really would,
1: especially if you know, you continuously have Connor playing center and then you have Kane around his right. Like that's huge. Like that's the one timer possibilities alone are Absolutely.
0: Incredible. Absolutely.
1: Um another thought process I had was Toronto. Um the only reason why I'm saying Toronto is because they, they obviously need that offensive firepower. Um I feel like stacking him with Mitch Marner, um, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews. There's another one who I've been like geeking over on Toronto, but I cannot for the life of me remember his name. But, you know, just for those two alone, if you stack him, you know, with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, I really feel like you could have some pretty nasty offensive scoring opportunities there. So that's, I say say Toronto for another one. Um, Detroit. Now you had said, earlier that you don't know if that's him wanting to go play in Detroit or if that's Detroit wanting him to play in Detroit. Um, I'll give you one reason as to why I even think Detroit. And that's because Alex to bring uh, when, when Brinksy was on, was on the Blackhawks. Um, he, that was, that was Kane's favorite, favorite line mate. And then when they traded him at the deadline to Ottawa, it felt like uh, you, he was really, he was really, really fucking bummed out. And kind of along the same lines is how, how bummed out Lundqvist was when, when Zook got
0: traded. Yep. SP and P Um
1: <laughs> And tear it up. And he's that, not dead. Uh, he just plays for the wild,
0: man. He's not dead. <laughs> he just plays for
1: the wild. <laughs> he's just dead to me. But, um, and then now you have Alex to that just signed a three-year contract over there. So he's going to be locked in for a minute. So I feel like that would just be fine as like a little nostalgia piece. A little bit. Um, another one that I had thought of, um i have two more so we we'll, we'll second to last one would be dallas um i had said previously that they're kind of in a cup or bust situation here uh, I Agree, especially because i think you have a handful i say handful but maybe like two or three that are in a contract year this year that you don't have to bring them back um i don't remember off the top of my head who they were so i could just be talking out my ass don't come for me fans and people that listen to this show don't fucking come for me dude i I could be wrong. I could be right. But if I'm right, go fuck yourself. If I'm wrong, I'll eat my words.
0: Um, hey, we prepare, just not that much. So don't we prepare?
1: We, I prepare the, the base. You can do the research. Yeah,
0: you take it, you uh, take it, and go.
1: <laughs> but you know, I really feel like they're in a cup or bus kind of situation, especially making it to the Western Conference Finals last year, getting so close, and then Vegas is absolutely kicking the shit out of them like a fucking wounded dog.
0: Um, I'll say real quick. I th- yeah. Dallas is the best worst team. They're the best worst team. Because they're so good, but they're so also not good. They're so
1: streaky. That's the problem. They're weird. They're They're
0: weird. Yeah. Super
1: weird. Like they get hot at the right times and then fizzle out at the worst possible time.
0: (laughs) That's Um, fucking the Rangers, but I feel like Dallas can hold that cup because they
1: Dallas definitely I mean, yes, the Rangers are kinda like that, but definitely Dallas. Um so yeah, so the Ranger I'm sorry, not the Rangers, the, the Stars are definitely one. Um and then, lastly, Buffalo. You know, let's be honest. Hmm. Let's let, hear me out. I
0: don't like that. I don't like <laughs> no, that. It's
1: the, be, it's the best team in New York, so I'm I don't like you know, that either. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my reasoning for Buffalo. If you just shut the fuck up and listen for two minutes, um, he is. A, let's be honest, man. He he he. He's still, a, could be at the possible tail end of his career, right? So you want to call that maybe two to four years left. Um, he's accomplished a lot and I know that he would love to go out as a champion, but how often do you really get to play professional sports in your hometown? I get it. Fair. The different. The distance between Buffalo and New York could be kind of fucking minuscule depending, but him playing in Buffalo on the same line, probably with someone who is like Alex Tuck would be huge. It would be nice. Now, you also want to talk about how you just signed Rasmus Dahlin and was it Owen Power, I think it was, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to to massive contracts for defensemen. So you've already locked up your defensive core. Your defensive pair. Yeah, you've already kind of locked them up with a couple of stragglers here and there. And then you have a goalie like Devin Levi?
0: Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's the right way to say it.
1: Not Levi Denton.
0: Levi Benton <laughs> Denton Levi Denton, your Ford Focus, whatever. He's a good yeah, kid. Yeah, exactly. He's a good kid.
1: Yeah. So you have you you have a stellar goalie. You know, in a sense, you do have a really good goalie. Um, you just kind of need to kind of put all the pieces together at the right moment. I almost kind of feel like uh, maybe adding Patrick Kane might help
0: sure a uh, performing healthy patrick kane might be the secret sauce that buffalo needs is what you're saying yeah
1: i think so maybe it's something to light that fire who, who knows to be honest with you um that's who i have i mean honorable mention obviously would be new york i mean kind of you left on unfinished business where you just mm-hmm. you know you're dealing with a, a nasty hip injury you know so it's kind of hard to do a lot of things when your hip is fucked up right so maybe he, do, maybe he does have some unfinished business and wants to go back to New York and hopefully win a chip there. But, you know, that's like, exactly like what you said earlier. Is like, who are you going to let go? Because you can't take on that contract with sure. the cap space that you have now. So sure. who are you going to let go? I and see. And do you it. really want to sacrifice the core that has been there since day one for a chip? When you know that your core that you have now is capable to win a chip? You know yeah, what I
0: mean? exactly, and and then also too, it's like you know, I know that the Rangers organization and and the fans were on board with uh, with Kane coming over, but at the same time, it's I think that it was it was a glimpse in time because he thought that that the Rangers could do nothing but go up, right, and and just yep. do better. Um, I think that that reality is still here, but at the same time, you kind of got to count your count your blessings and just kind of move on. But I will say real quick, I'm putting the no trade clause. To these teams are blacked out, okay? No matter what your speculation is. No, <laughs> no Boston, no Islanders, no Pittsburgh, and no Toronto for the simple fact that I don't want to fucking hear about it. About Patrick <laughs> Kane playing in fucking Toronto. I don't want to hear that.
1: I'm gonna add on to that. I'm gonna say the LA Kings, the Arizona Coyotes, and the Nashville Predators. I'm gonna add on to that. Yeah, those are those no trades.
0: No no
1: trade. no trade clause, Kane. I hope you're listening. Um, you know, usually does. I know you usually yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's really, it's really good that you, you know, you can at least listen to my meatball ass try to fucking say some shit to you. So, you know, come back to Chicago. We greatly appreciate it. Um, be there for Bedard. Be there for Bedard. Be there for
0: us. <laughs> And I think that's a good place to stop. A little bit of a longer episode today, but, you know, uh, we're having fun. So, again, big thank you to Nick. I uh, appreciate you being here, buddy. Um, the Rangers' next game is against the Calgary Flames. That should be pretty chippy because, you know, Jacob Trouba laid that fucking bomb on Kadri and, and blasted him into another cosmos. So, I'm sure the game's going to be a little chippy for us against Calgary. Um, also, that same day, that that's on Tuesday. The 24th. That day is going to be insane because every team in the league plays a game, okay? 16 games, 32 teams. Uh, it's a the day of hockey, right? It's going to be fun. It's going to be insane. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, so check that out. If you guys are available too, I actually have to take my son to the doctor. He's getting his little thing thing snipped, and I'm not excited about it. I'm going to cry more than he will probably because I'm going to watch him get snipped. So, Yeah anyway again you know what it is i love you guys i appreciate you guys thank you for sticking with me thank you for showing up you guys really love these bash brothers episodes and i love making them so again i appreciate all you guys and just remember send over till it's over no quit and ego we trust and let's go rangers